for Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moods. Still plenty to come this morning on the warm-up, all thanks to Furphy at Little Creatures, our local footy wrap not too far away, and our marketplace as well. But one man that we both love, Moons, to have on the show. We do love our basketball. You probably more so than me, but this man is doing it here in Australia, here for the Boomers, and recently over in Europe, in Paris, can you believe, in the French League. I speak of Chris Goulding joins us on the line. Chris, good morning to you, mate. How are you doing? Good, guys. How are we? Having me on. Very well, mate. So you're a busy man. Um, not much of an off-season for you. Um, we'll get into some of the stuff in terms of NBA and the World Cup very soon. But uh, you've been plying your trade in France. So pretty much basketball into basketball into basketball. Yeah, it was um, you know, a little bit of a disappointing for us at United. So we finished off earlier than planned for. I was finished in the start of February. And with not starting up again until sort of September, October, it leaves a, a massive chunk of the year. So took, uh, as LeBron would say, I, I took my talent <laughs> over to, uh, <laughs> to Paris and reunited with a, an old friend and an ex-coach of mine in Will Weaver and tacked on for the back end of their season and, and had an amazing time. Was that a last-minute decision, sorry, um, or was it something that you'd planned or it just sort of fell in because the season ended so quickly for United? Yeah, it's something that I kind of um, get my head around through last minute, but uh, you know, my agent, he would be following the results in Melbourne and if it was looking like we'd be finished at a certain date, he'd be making calls, but you know, this didn't happen right away. I sort of finished the season, got up to Queensland to see some family and uh, it was just sort of bubbling along in the background. And then when we decided to come back to Melbourne after a couple of weeks up in Queensland, it was like, all right, it's done. You've got to get back on the plane the next morning. So a um, bit of a whirlwind after having a tiny little break. But, you know, super glad that I did it. Glad we did it um, as a family as well. My wife and my little one cruising around the streets of Paris was was pretty cool to experience. Chris, tell us about the league itself. I mean, uh, have you ever played in Europe? And we talk about... Uh you know, obviously the American League and the European Leagues, and at the moment European basketballers are dominating. Tell us about the actual European League and how it's played versus probably what you see over here in Australia. Yeah, so I played um, a season in Spain mm-hmm. a, a long a long time ago and a little bit in Italy uh, before COVID. So it was my first time back in quite some time. I was really excited to get back and see how I would handle it as a, you know, some would say older, I'd say more mature yes. basketballer. and. Yeah, exactly right. Definitely not as athletic as the uh, the young Europeans, and that's what I found. Like especially in France, there's a massive African influence in the league. So, you know, young African players that are super athletic, they're tall, they're long, they're quick. Um, having to combat that with a little bit of smarts and shooting um, was a great challenge for me. And I think just overall, uh, just bigger bodies. Like you're coming up against seven foot one Serbians that weigh 145 <laughs> kilos and all they want to do is take your head off when they set a screen um, is a little bit different to running around busting through screens of Aussies. So um, I, I definitely think some of the better teams in our league would, would, would win and compete over there in that French league. But um, some of the top teams there are pretty impressive with their budgets, you know, Monaco, um, and, a, and a team in Lyon, you know, they they got multi, multi, multi million dollar budgets and can kind of go out and get whoever they want. So that's that's a that's pretty much the main differences. But 
all in all, um, our league here in Australia really stacks up mm. worldwide. Interesting to see, you know, how much strength there is in Europe. I guess if, if you're an NBA fan or someone who just, you know, follows the NBA and NBL pretty strongly but doesn't take in much other leagues around or many other leagues around the world it's such a strong part of the world for basketball and you can see that now with obviously Jokic in uh, the NBA finals winning the MVP and obviously taking the Nuggets to the championship they're having a huge impact aren't they on the NBA yeah they are and you know it's a really it's a part of sport is a part of um, European culture you know much the same as the AFL is for us in Victoria you know you've got your home team your you're born and bred with it. Um, it's much the same over there. Like we had fans after we beat the other Parisian teams. They were, you know, banging on our locker room door, letting <laughs> off flares, partying in the streets just because we beat, you know, it was like Carlton versus Collingwood. Mm. Imagine flares being let off yeah. down Ligon Street <laughs> and, and so on and so forth. Although Carlton wouldn't beat Collingwood. No. At the moment, <laughs> so it, it, it's really cultural and it's, it's, from you know the day they're born, it's part of their family. They love it, and and what I'm finding and seeing is more that the NBA is recognising it, and and it's similar to what we do with football and how we build our team here. It's you talk about culture and driving standards. It's not always the most athletic, flashy, the person with the most followers and money are the best players that are going to lead you to a championship. You know. We've seen Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and the culture they've built in Golden State come back and win last year. And now a strong culture that's been building for, you know, five, six, seven years here in Denver. Um, same superstars. They've dealt with injuries. Same coach. They've fallen short a few times, but they stick with Mike Malone, who is a, an amazing coach. I've had a little bit to do with him before in the past. And it, it's, they're realizing that, hey, getting good guys that can play the game and blend well together and work as a team is your best way forward as opposed to going and piecing together two, three superstars and hoping for the best. No, spot on. I mean, good people win championships, mate, and you build around them, let me tell you. Hey, back home, uh, back with the Boomers, the World Cup, all that coming up at the moment. You've come off a bronze medal. Are we still looking at – I think we've said this a couple of times now. This is the best Australian Boomers team that we've seen in a while. I look at the one now, Chris, and I think this has to be the best on paper that we've seen in a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we're in that – you know, people talk about that golden age where, you know, your Joe Ingles, mm. your Patty Mills, they're still um, – you know, they're, they're in the latter stages of their career, but the way they look after themselves and they prepare and their mentality towards the Boomers – they're going to produce at a high level. And then we've just got an influx of young NBA talent that are chomping at the bit to get blooded into this, this Boomers team. So, you know, for the next couple of years, we're going to keep hearing this is the best team, this is the best team as we get these guys involved. And and, and that's what we hope as kind of like the older custodians of the team. Mm-hmm. You want to leave it in a better place and you hope it just gets better and better and better. So, um, you know, we won, we won uh, bronze in Tokyo and um, you know our, our mentality is we, we are up there with the best in the world we yeah. go into these tournaments to try and win them and this will be no different obviously it's going to be very tough against Spain and the US of course but you guys uh, are up against Germany Finland and Japan you play one of the home nations in Japan that's going to be massive it's it's a I mean no group is easy but you know you should be getting through this group and giving yourself another chance to, to medal at the world titles yeah it's um it's a good group for us um, obviously, Japan in Japan is going to be a tough challenge. They're an up-and-coming 
basketball nation. They got some really good pieces, so that'll be an amazing game. But um, yeah, the minute you take start taking teams lightly, especially in a, in a world competition and knockout rounds, um, it's where you're going to get bit on the bum. So we've been in this position before. You know, Rio, we had France and Serbia in our pool, and everyone said we weren't getting out of that. So. Um, for people to say, oh, we'll get through this easy, you never know what can happen, but we'll be locked in and won't take anyone uh, lightly, that's for sure. Uh, you'll get through it easy, no worries about that, mate. <laughs> uh, before we let you go, Hoop City is something you've been involved with for a couple of years now, four locations uh, across Geelong and Melbourne, um, which is great to see. There's actually some holiday camps you can get to for kids uh, over the next couple of weeks. Mate, tell us your involvement there. How's it all going? It looks incredible. The, the courts look amazing. Yeah, so um, it was born out of kind of a problem that if, if people have young chick children that are trying to play or are still trying to play themselves, there's just not enough courts or facilities, um, let alone in Melbourne and Victoria, but the country um, to try and get better. And, and our slogan is raise your game. So um, four venues across Victoria, elite um, basketball facility. We've got the weight room. We've got courts. We've got shooting machines. We've got AI technology. Um, so our biggest thing is just come in, give it a try, and I'm sure you're going to fall in love with it. Um, we really are unlike anything else um, yet in the country, and we're expanding as quick as we can. So if you get a chance, get into Hoop City. As you said, there's um, there's holiday camps on, so hoopcity.com.au, get in, um, get amongst it, and raise your game. When you go into camp, what's the go with the World Cup? So we're in camp uh, 30th of July up in Cairns. Everyone will come in. We'll sweat it out up there, have some good battles, and they'll pick the team a week or so after that. So we'll find out what the go is from there. World Cup's uh, back end of August. Yep, into uh, into September. Oh, and man. then the United will roll around at the end of September. So you've got mm. a fair bit coming up, mate. Enjoy a little bit of time off if that is the case. Uh, get some golf in and do whatever you can to take your mind over for a couple of minutes. Thanks for joining us on the warm-up this morning. Good luck. Absolutely, Thanks, guys. Chris Thank Gooding, you mate. for having me. See ya. Boomer star Chris Goulding joining us on the warm-up this morning. Looking forward to the World Cup. Uh, Philippines, Japan and Indonesia starting in late August. It's going to be sensational. We've got our marketplace and the local footy wrap on the way. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. You're listening to the warm-up with Warlow and Moods.